0: Happy Wednesday! Welcome back to Aces Up the Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, your par for quick reference, Jared Shoemaker. And today we are just going to sit down on a more, um, I would call it like a casual episode. We're just going to do a headline sweep. We're going to talk about all the exciting things that have been happening at Pocket Aces Racing the last, last couple weeks, last several weeks, and... We've got some interesting ones for everybody. We've had, as people have, have noticed on our social medias, we have two babies on the ground now. Irish Aces is having a very exciting kind of... Right now, we're a bit of a I think a little bit of an entry musical chairs, but Irish Aces has an exciting couple of few weeks coming up for him as well. So before we get going on that, Jared, how how have you been doing? Like, the weather, I think, is getting warmer. I'm hoping it's getting warmer. It, has, it seems like it hasn't decided yet. <laughs> the
1: sun is shining and, um, you know... The horses are getting getting that sun on their back, and they're getting a little more time out, so all is good.
0: Yep, I read that we had a couple of them that recently started their break. Some of them came back from break, so we definitely have a shuffle going on right now. So let's just go ahead and jump into uh, jump into the thick of things. Do we want to start with the babies? Do we want to start with sure. Irish chases? Where are we going?
1: Let's, let's talk about these babies so excited about them <laughs> they are absolutely gorgeous uh, the first to arrive was our homeroom angel and instagram and she came oh shoot i've forgotten the date now off the top of my head but anyway she came a week i guess it was that late the week before last
0: she, she's like not she's not that much older than the Matole. yeah just just so. a couple
1: of days older than the, than the Matole philly and uh she's you know we went to see her the uh the first uh you know the day after and man she was still really really wobbly and not too sure of herself and homeroom angel um, made it very clear that we were not welcome to get very close to her uh, which was a good sign a uh, good protective mother and you know the the one big thing that you worry about uh, a lot of times, especially uh, you know first first foals is you know, how how's the mother going to handle nursing? And uh, man, she never never had any issues whatsoever. Uh, baby took to her right away, and just uh, man, she has just been doing great uh, from day one. We kept her in the stall a little bit the first couple of days. It was really cold, kind of nasty weather uh, right around the time she was born, and then uh, gotten some. Gotten a little bit of a little bit of break, so she's been out running around, and man, it looks like she's grown a ton already in the first ten days or so.
0: Yeah, when I went out there, um Homer Angel was definitely, I think, I think she a little bit more. I want to say readily acceptable that that I was that I was there, but she's still like when I w- when I was doing pictures and we were putting the pair together and. She looks so proud. She looks so proud of, of that baby. She was, you know, she stood there and was like, look, I made this, this is mine. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So she's very proud. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's part of the process is, uh, you know, the obviously the their maternal instincts kick in and, and they're very, very protective. And of course the babies are a little bit skittish uh, as, as they should be. And, you know, it's, it's a good farm and good farm manager and good personnel you know they're going to spend a lot of time easing in and out of the stall and and getting the baby used to being handled and getting the mama used to having folks handle the baby and it's just all part of the process of of, you know that that some of the earliest lessons that they learn is is getting handled by by people Uh, you know Mm -hmm. in, in this case their grooms and the folks that are taking the taking care of them, uh, uh for the most part, 24 uh, seven. And it's just, uh, it's, it's good to see. And, and, and always good to see the mama, you know, kicking it, m- the maternal instincts, kick it in and, and then doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, mm-hmm. uh, off to a great start. She's long, she's leggy and, uh, got that big, nice white blaze, uh, like yep. her mama and just, uh, looks really, really nice
0: yeah we were joking that Homer angel just copy pasted herself for a first baby just like well this is it
1: <laughs> yeah that, that's that's pretty much the case uh it, it's i uh, got this picture of them here side by side and uh, you know the like i said the first the first uh first day man that morning she was really really wobbly. She, and i don't know how much people know about this but you know when when uh baby horses are first born their, their bones are essentially cartilage because they're so big
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh they you know they're they just haven't ossified yet because they're uh they gotta they gotta have they gotta get out that birthday so they gotta and, come
0: uh, out somehow you know, that's
1: right so so uh those first uh, day or so is you know that yeah they can get up and they can they can move around and all that but they're very very wobbly and uh She's uh, she's past that, well past that stage, and she's prancing around and bouncing around and just having a big old time.
0: Yeah, it's nice to hear that that she's doing really well and that she's she's feeling up. You know, she's feeling her her oats, even though she can't really have them yet. But it's nice to know that <laughs> that she's feeling that she's feeling good. She's out there and she's she's running with her mom. Um, I also I had the chance to go out and see uh, Spellbook and Hermitole, and I'll tell you guys something. Like if you haven't been around Spellbook in a while, you forget how big she is because this i mean like honestly and I, I went out there and i was amazed like spellbook is enormous yes. she is such a tall mare and you don't realize how tall she is until you stand next to her and you feel small <laughs> And that's a rare thing for me but like i felt small
1: <laughs> she is absolutely sixteen three, probably 17 uh, have seven 17 she is just a just a whopper of a mare and, yep. Which is good. Um, and yeah. That's part of the reason that we thought she would be a great cross for Matoli. Matolis tend to be uh, the ones that we have seen, they tend to be a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously mean, doesn't mean that they can't be a great racehorse because racehorse, he's off to a solid start. And Matoli wasn't real big. Uh, mm-hmm. So we thought uh, a crossing between uh, spellbook, uh, a ginormous mare, and, and Matoli, a little smaller stallion. Uh, might get us a pretty decent size Matoli, which, uh, ought to be quite attractive to folks looking to buy down the road, but, uh, mm. she's, she's a really good looking little foal. Uh, she's got, uh, got the blaze a, a little bit bigger blaze than her mama. And she's got, uh, she's got two white back feet instead of just one, but, uh, she's, yeah. uh, a nice little bay. I haven't, haven't had a chance to get out there to see her yet. Uh
0: She's uh, a spicy uh, nugget. She has an yeah. opinion on everything. <laughs>
1: Very good. Very good. She's, uh, she's, she's good looking. Just can't wait to watch them uh, uh, develop and grow and, and come into their own. And, and, uh, you know, Patty's gonna, uh, you know, she's been, she's been excited to get out and take baby pictures for quite some time now. So A long I know time. She's, she's planning on, uh, she's planning on getting out there very regularly or getting out to both farms very regularly to get, uh, get pictures. So we can keep track of how they're, how they're growing. And, and we can just watch them every step of the way and, Yep. for those listening that uh, that uh think they've always wanted to have uh you know get into the breeding game we do still have a little bit of spell book left that's uh it's a great great opportunity hop on the hop on our facebook page and see some pictures and uh, trying to get some pictures loaded up to the web page later today
0: i'm like we're we're trying to get you know i've got a couple of videos that are going up we posted one earlier where we uh had our first kind of like a super zoom close up. With the with the matole and she looks she looks so proud of herself like she stood there and she was like yep I figured this out I'm great <laughs> she's funny she has a great personality like she's you know obviously she doesn't like being too far away from spellbook because as we were kind of doing the video she did not appreciate when the spellbook started to kind of <laughs> meander in the other direction so cool like she's she has like this really kind of like very opinionated kind of I need to I need to come see I need to come tell I need to make up my own mind so Mm -hmm. she's she's very cool like from from my interactions with her she's she's gonna be I think she's gonna be a lot of fun she's gonna be one of those um she's not I don't want to say troublemakers but I want to say she might be one of those mischievous babies
1: (laughs) mischievous sort yeah uh, that's okay we'll take that
0: you know we mentioned that we have availability and i'm kind of reading through it on on our uh, on our webpage for those who maybe don't quite understand like how the breeding partnerships work do you have this like a quick little rundown of how those function
1: absolutely so whatever if you when you buy into a per, you buy a percentage of one of the mares you get the corresponding percentage of the baby. So mm-hmm. uh, right now you you buy into spell book, and you're, you're essentially, you're getting two for one. And once she is uh, back in the breeding shed to Nashville, you're basically getting three for one. You're getting uh, the baby on the ground, you're getting the mare, and you're getting the baby in the belly. Okay. And then the, the, the goal of breeding is to sell babies and eventually the mare, when we feel like we can maximize the return uh for our partners you know whether that is that happens in one one year or you know two or three years uh, it kind of remains to be seen uh so you know in in our plan at the moment is either in november or in january we will hopefully be able to put these babies in one of the breeding stock sales at Kingland, and uh, that they will bring enough money to um, justify selling them now it's possible that if we that you know assuming we really like the the babies and as and continue to really like how they're progressing and growing up physically uh, you know maybe mark and i think you know what this could be a potential runner for pocket aces racing someday and we would set a reserve on it that we think that is uh, uh reasonable and sensible and that that would represent the amount of money that we would need to to receive to let them go. If they did not make that reserve, then Mark and I would essentially, uh, Pocket Aces Racing LLC would essentially buy the baby from the breeding partnership at that RNA established price. And then we would, um, or at least the last, you know, the last bid price. Uh, and then if you wanted to maintain your ownership in the baby, uh, you could do so at no additional cost, other than just a different expense bill uh, every quarter. Uh, if you wanted to sell for that price uh, that that we you know that we stopped at that we established based on the bidding, then you would be able to sell uh, and just maintain your percentage of Spellbook and the next baby that's coming uh, down the road. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. I hope that makes sense to everybody. But essentially, mm-hmm. you're getting you know, again, once she's pregnant you're getting, and even before she's pregnant, you're, you're going to have three for one, because uh, we would expect that there's always going to be one baby on the ground and um, one baby in the belly. You know, as soon as the timing is right, obviously in the mare. Yep. Um, now, you know, it could be that, you know, maybe the the baby's going, and, and, you know, next January, it's going through some crazy, funky, awkward stage or it gets sick or, you know, something happens and it's just a terrible time to sell the baby, you know, it's possible that we carry it forward in, uh, to the, to the yearling sales. Um, you know, we don't want that to happen, uh, but it's possible that it, it could happen. It just, the, the breeding game is similar to racing in that, you know, things can change on a dime. You just never mm-hmm. know how they're, how, what, what's, what's going to happen, what, uh, any day of the week. Uh, so you have to be flexible and be prepared to, to dodge and weave if you need to, but, you know, ideally we will sell the, uh, the babies in in uh, november january time frame somewhere in that area and then the the goal is that that those babies uh can run a little bit but once they're old enough and can increase the value of the mare. so you know if you get this Matoli who has up, shown a propensity to have uh, to be precocious and, and have precocious babies if this Matoli filly uh, turns into a runner at two years old and wins a little two-year-old stakes race, uh, Spellbook's probably going to get sold pretty soon after that because that's going to be a really, that's that's really going to increase her value as a mare. Uh, so that's what I mean by, you know, selling them at a time where you can re- you maximize the return. Um, as these babies start running, if they're performing uh, and they're performing well, that makes the mares more valuable. And and we would be looking at those to to get to sell at the appropriate time
0: makes sense
1: so you know we always tell people you know when you're when you're getting into buying a racehorse it's not about making money it's 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 an experience it's it's uh you know just to own your own horse and to go and see and be in the winter circle and all that Mm -hmm. Uh, and while while uh, breeding thoroughbreds is still extremely risky because of things, you know, everything has to go right. You know we've all seen that tappet baby go through the ring that had a hundred and fifty thousand dollar stud fee and it goes through the ring for thirty thousand dollars because it's got two left front feet. Um so you know there's no way to control confirmation issues. You know, you hope mm-hmm. that you breed accordingly and that you know uh, the, the way that the horses come to the babies come together Based on the, the matchings, you know, you hope that you don't have those issues. Uh, but because confirmation is so important, uh, you know, or it can be so important, it's not always. Some people, some people ignore it um, to their detriment, but uh, it, it can be such a huge, huge factor in in the prices that uh, that the babies bring. So uh, it's still extremely risky, but the goal, at least, is to to maximize the return.
0: I, and I've had a couple conversations with 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 some partners, and some of them were like, "Oh, I'm so attached to them already. I don't know what I'm gonna do when they sell. And it's like it, it's hard not to be, you know, like I, I think that's part of um, the magic of of also owning for a uh, part of a, a breeding partnership is just, you know, being proud that that you are part of of a baby that has has a future. Every baby has a future. And so I think it's gonna be um, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be a little, a little bittersweet, but I think at the end it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting experience. I think for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, if you got somebody that's willing to give you, and I'm just throwing this number out, I don't have any any thinking that this is what either one of these things is worth, because uh, who knows how <laughs> they develop. But you know, if 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 in November somebody wants to give you a hundred thousand dollars for one of these babies, mm. um, you just kind of have to take that. <laughs> and, and roll with it and hope that they do a great job developing uh, as a racehorse or, or whoever ends up with it down the road, because d- you can develop it and turn it into a racehorse and, and do what you need to do in terms of increasing value for the mayors. But um, yeah, you know, you just it, 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 at the same time, if somebody only wants to give us 10000 and we really like it and think that they work and can fit into the Pocket Aces program physically. Uh, then we're certainly not going to give one away. You know, we're, we're Mm -hmm. going to, in that case, we'd end up keeping it and, and racing it ourselves. Um, And then, you know, and, and, uh, you know, another piece of it is, uh, again, they don't always work out. And and sometimes Mm -hmm. there are issues and, and could be, and I don't, you know, I don't have any reason to believe this at this point, but, you know, at some point along the way, if we breed a baby and, and we don't, like it physically and, and other buyers aren't going to like it physically sometimes the best thing you can do is just hope that somebody takes it off your hand for a couple thousand dollars uh because it's going to end up costing you a small you know a small fortune in the long run uh, and i know that sounds a little bit callous but you know they as we've as you've heard mark and i talk
0: it's kind of what the breeding before, game has you know? become yeah
1: it's but you know there's only only 50 percent of these horses make it to the races, yeah. uh, so. It's, you know we we think we've done a pretty good job, and we've and we've got a good matches here, and that uh, that that won't be the case with any of these babies. and that, but you know statistically speaking, only one of them is going to run.
0: yeah,
1: you know uh, mm-hmm. again, I think obviously, obviously, <laughs> I hope that that's certainly hope that's not the case, and we think that we've done a good enough job with the pairings and so forth that 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 won't yeah. that that won't necessarily be the case but that that is the reality of the game yeah
0: so. well and pocket aces racing has a higher strike rate than the average Guess racing statistic anyway so we can just apply that one to our to our situation right. <laughs> exactly. and move on exactly.
1: yep. <laughs> yeah we'll apply our 90 uh strike rate uh, yeah and we'll just
0: call it that <laughs> there we go we're done goodbye <laughs> so speaking of Let's go ahead, since we're kind of branching, inching towards the racing part. Do we want to swap over and kind of talk a little bit about what's been going on with Irish Aces? I know several people are have become um, quite keen and quite interested on on what our group runner, graded runner, is doing.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know he's training lights out. You know, he had that bullet work over the weekend where he was, run, you know, again working with like, stakes horses. I say and, best
0: of seventy two or something. It was a yeah, ridiculous yep. number.
1: Uh, went with, um, with R. Cali, worked with R. Cali Kim, I believe, and they just pretty much blew the doors off and uh, just doing fantastic. You know, we've got him nominated uh, for the, the Canadian Turf Grade 3 at, at Gulfstream. Unfortunately, there are 26 horses nominated, yeah. and we are number 22 on the preference list because they look at graded earnings first mm-hmm. and, you know, graded stakes wins first, then graded earnings, and then stakes earnings and placings. So, you know, we're a little further, we're we're pretty far down the list and we're going to need a lot of horses to just not run that weekend or be targeting some other race. You know, Mm -hmm. I I do know that there are several that are on, uh, that are nominated in that race are also nominated in the MAC Diarmids. I'm not sure how you say that. That's Mm -hmm. the grade two going 11 furlongs. Um, so it's possible that some of those are, are going to choose that that 11 furlong race, that 11 furlong Grade Two, over over this race. We, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, talking to agents, Brendan's been talking to Tyler Gaffleon's agent in particular, and um, you know him drawing in is probably going to be a bit of a you know we're going to need we're going to need catch a couple breaks. Uh, yeah. So if sure. we don't get into that race, uh, then we'll probably look at the the Moon, the Moon Moonies Memorial Grade 2 at the fairgrounds on March 23rd. That's a nine furlong race, which uh, might suit him a little bit better. And that stretch at the fairgrounds, which is one of the longest in North America, yep. um, certainly isn't going to help, uh, certainly is not going to hurt a horse that's going to be coming most likely off the pace. Yeah. Uh, so it, now it's, it's a $300,000 purse. Mm-hmm. It's a grade two. So, you know, theoretically, I, you know, it, it's probably going to be a little tougher spot. Uh, but that, you know, the race might, might set up for him just a little bit better than that short stretch going eight and a half at Gulfstream. Yeah. And if that doesn't work out, then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure something else out. There's, <laughs> there, uh, you know, there's another race that, uh, there's a, the listed stake at at Tampa on on March twenty fourth. I think we'd like to get him in, um, in one in Grady Company, keep him in graded Company, but uh, we may not be able to get in. Uh, it's the bottom line. It's just yeah, he's got to, he's got to earn some more money first. So, so we'll see what happens.
0: Well, I mean, is it if so? Like, let's say he doesn't draw into the 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 first one where he's twenty second mm-hmm. on the preference list. Do we, at that point, do we prefer that everybody in front of him then run because it lessens the chance that a bunch of these expensive horses are going to go other places that we might also run sure. into them? or Absolutely. Because I feel like at this point, if, if we're not going to draw, if he potentially is not going to draw in anyway... I would rather just have everybody in front of him run, so we don't have to keep worrying about them for at least a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that, that that's absolutely true. And but you know there's there's some there's some damn good horses stable this winter at the fairgrounds too. Yeah. So you know when you're in great company, I don't care where you are, I don't care what the it's pur- gonna be tough is and 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 who ran the weekend before or whatever. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's going to be tough sledding. Uh yeah. there's just so many good good horses so. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll just have to see how it all shakes out. You know, we we if neither one of these works out and he doesn't draw into the one again you've got that one at Tampa, there's a uh you know there's some other other allowance races we may have to drop back to. We just kind of have to see see how things shake out and how they play out.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's nice though to have this many options for for a horse where he can just kind Absolutely. of fit in fit in anywhere, rather than having to run into the problem of oh he might not run fast enough to be in this spot, but well, we have to try anyway. Where it's his situation, it's oh we got to go somewhere, so we may as well you know put him into an allowance. it picks up the check, it increases his earnings, and it increases the chance that he gets in a little faster on the preference list for next time.
1: Well, the, the you know the unfortunate part is that that those allowance earnings aren't going to help um, getting get into graded stakes races.
0: Well, okay. So then is it, is it are at that point are they just looking at the black type stuff? Uh, yeah, or...
1: that that that's what gets counted first.
0: Okay. Okay, okay. So okay.
1: you you could have you could have a horse that's got a million dollars in earning but it's never placed in a stakes race or mm-hmm. graded stakes race. That would get skipped over for a horse that won one grade one or one grade two that had a hundred thousand dollar purse and he had sixty thousand dollars in grade two or graded stakes earnings
0: that's wild Uh, so
1: so and and not it's not that it's not that way in every single grade stakes race every one of these races has got their own preference list and and they vary track to track they can vary from race to race same track But but that's that's typically what they're going to be looking at. It's it's they're going to be looking at graded stakes earnings first, then stakes earnings, and then earnings.
0: then earnings. Okay. Well, I mean, I think I think at this point he even even if he does go into the listed, I think he would do. I think it's set up pretty well for him for the listed. That tends to not be like the super saltiest company, but like then again, we said that about the Tampa Bay race, and it could have been a pretty hefty. Grade three, I think, because there were some really salty horses in there. So,
1: yeah, Let's and just the, the, like you said earlier, the good thing is we've got options and um, yeah. we'll just kind of see how things play out.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So that's. I think that's kind of our headline headline wrap episode. Miraculous. Well, you know what?
1: I, I, I tell you what. I think. I think uh, just a yes. couple others. So this is going to okay. air on uh, Wednesday, the twenty yep. first. Yep. And on Wednesday the twenty first, we've got uh, a couple entries. Okay. Um, Bodie's Rose. Hopefully, we'll get in the starter allowance. We'll finally go, and we've got Carousing's going to be entered for her day. Oh, that's
0: debut. right. That's right.
1: And she had an absolutely fantastic work uh, last, I think that was Thursday, uh, went in company uh, with a couple other horses and outworked both of them. Uh, It's my understanding that one of them maybe had started previously and just popped out of the gate. I saw a real, Susan sent us just a really quick video. It was almost too short. It really was too short to you know to try to put up and just and you know get up get posted for everybody as a super super short video uh, but she popped out of the gate just boom like lightning and was gone and um galloped out really really strong and just a, a, a super super work so you know, we've been kind of debating on on you know, when she might start, where she might start in terms of, you know, maiden special, maiden 50, and mm-hmm. you know, she's not eligible for that maiden auction. That's what we would have loved, but she never did go through any public auction. Um, uh, but after that work, we felt like, uh, you know what, she, she needs to go in that maiden special spot and um, had the bullet work out of the gate. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, that's what we landed on. So she gets entered tomorrow or today, as you're listening to this, um and then uh just just kind of going through some other things that we're we're pretty excited about Mm -hmm. coming up uh cyclone ranger brennan says uh he is about ready for his comeback following his
0: nice his
1: very significant um abdominal you know gastric surgery uh that that he had to deal with uh so we're expecting the the book is not out yet but we're expecting a starter allowance sometime around mid-march uh, which should work out for him quite well. Um, da, 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 hyperbolize is is working and and you know it's really starting to come into his own there with Ethan at Turfway Park. Uh, Mama Lou had really nice work and getting ready to come back from her her long uh, long layoff after the big eye infection. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh da, 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 and chemical reaction. Uh I mean man Ethan was pumped up about her work the other day. She she went with a horse, <laughs> went with a went with a gelding that has already run second. Uh and is likely to, you know, be a pretty short choice in a maiden special next time he runs and she worked with him every step of the way. And just hell, you know, kept up, no problems. She's gonna, she is gonna be eligible for one of those maiden auctions. Uh, so, so we'll look for something like that with her uh, towards the end of March. Um, and we've got uh, if Double Neat and, and microphone can catch a break, and some races will stay on the turf down there at the fairgrounds. Uh, they're they're both sitting on go and ready to run. So,
0: I you say? They've had the worst luck. Up just kept rained off <laughs> yeah,
1: just uh and, and you know that that's that's the t- part of the tough thing you know you're still in february so they got to take care of that turf course uh yeah. to get it to get it through the end of march uh so you, you know you don't want to be too aggressive running horses on it um and messing it up for for down the road so uh, you know and and plus there's safety issues uh, for horse and rider as well so yeah certainly can't begrudge grudging for taking races off the turf but, Man, man sure it would be nice to get a race (laughs) or two in for them for sure
0: well it's it's i i think like i understand the frustration because at some point it's like oh my gosh how much more is it going to rain (laughs) yes exactly it's like do we really need this much sky water (laughs) but um i did read i did read read briefly that um high powered's that, has high powered been transferred already like are they not,
1: not transferred yet okay. uh they're hopefully get that taken care of this week and he will go on to his new uh hopefully forever home uh, neighbor susan's um we've got uh so that so we hope that happens soon accusatory started up speed work oh, man i tell you what i don't i can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast i think we did uh mark and i went out to see him a couple weeks ago he may be the biggest horse we've ever had
0: <laughs> Oh my God! Really? That says a lot and, when spellbook's as big as she is.
1: And, but he is—you know—he—he—he he, he looks so incredibly athletic. So he's a—he's a monster, but he looks—he doesn't look—he's not like a boat, you know, like mm-hmm. a big big o fish boat. You know, he—he he looks super athletic. He's proportioned. He is just an absolute monster. So
0: and, uh, more like of a more of a yacht and less of a tanker
1: uh speed yacht speed yeah. yacht we hope yeah uh exactly so uh just he's looking fantastic uh oath breakers kind of coming out of whatever little uh little hit she had and he's doing great and then we got the two-year-olds as you mentioned on the, on the open you know we got some that are uh starting their winter break some that are um coming off of their winter breaks some that are about to come off the winter breaks and, and one that's just going to keep on going you know it's a uh, the Energizer Bunny and, and Lisa Jean, our Temple City Philly. Um, she just keeps going. Just, she just looks like at this point in a way, she's just, she's just ticking along and loving what she's doing. And, and Mark and I are actually, uh, we, we spent a little time about talking about her yesterday. You know, we kind of always had a thought with her that, that she was going to be, you know, your typical Temple City that's, that likes a, a route of ground and, and it's going to want to go longer and the longer the better and so forth. But uh and you know we're like well you're not gonna have you're not gonna have an early temple city but you know uh, we we have had an early temple city when we had storm temple pilot and you know she was a stone cold five furlong sprinter she couldn't she might get five and a half if she was really really feeling herself but
0: can everybody else <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right she she was she was good for five furlongs and, and uh and, you know, maybe that's what we, maybe that's what we've got here with, uh, with uh, Lisa Jean. We'll, we'll that's interesting. She doesn't, you know, she, she looks like she's going to be a, a longer type, or it looks like she should develop into that, but, but maybe she doesn't, and uh, maybe, maybe she's going to turn into a sprinter. Hmm. Uh, so we'll see.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah, I'll have to get out and see Accusatory, because I, I don't think we have any pictures of him, I think, since, since I saw him last at, was it Bargo? I think I saw. Uh, it.
1: Probably, I, I think I've got one on my phone. I took it's not very good, and that's why I, have, I didn't send it out to everybody because <laughs> it's just I'm not a photographer. And he was, you know, he was standing kind of sideways at an angle in, in the shed row, and I'm like, well, you can at least see how big he is. Uh, he yeah. is a monster, uh, but uh, it's it's not a great picture. But I'll uh, try to get uh, out. That'd then. be great. Yeah, get out there and, and walk, get him yeah. off the track, maybe, and get a little bit in hand. So yeah, um, so yeah, we got. Uh, Everybody else uh, again. We got a couple that came off break uh, yesterday. um I believe that was—I've already forgotten. I just wrote the things on Monday, and I've forgotten which ones have <laughs> come out. I
0: think it was—I um think it was um it was, uh, the War of I, I Will. Spell
1: started out, and, and, and the, the War, War of wills Will started back.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because I know, I know the caracaro went on break.
1: caracaro went on break. Uh, yep. Thomas and Tots and the Thomas Tot. Yep. Um, and uh and then the other two have one more week of their break being the, the other two being the dialed in and the mckenzie the uh i thought the mckenzie started spell? back up two of them started back up anyway anyway okay. they've either started right back up or or um starting up next week so okay. it's uh it's good anyway. have, and, and kind of the way that that will work you know we will kind of reassess again shortly after derby Seeing who needs to keep going, seeing if anybody else needs a little extra time to to grow and mature, and and uh, you know, so that's kind of this. That's kind of the next checkpoint along the way for for these guys.
0: Okay, so it seems like everybody's ticking along, and we're happy.
1: Everybody is ticking along. We we've got you know we've had several that have been on the sideline uh, that are getting back. Oscar season's getting back going. Uh, King of the Party gets checked uh, first week in March, so some of them that have been sidelined or getting back at it it factor seems to finally be going in the right direction mm-hmm. uh trying to Posted find the it. right spot for banshee moon so yep. you know just uh things are it's been some like uh, we had a partner commented uh sent me an email this morning or overnight and uh said man it feels like it's been a really long uh you know a long dry spell with so many horses and that's just part of you know winter racing you know you, that yeah winter's so often a good time to to give a few of them a break and it's a good Mm -hmm. time and, and, you know, good time to let the young ones grow and, and mature. And, and, uh, and then we've had a little bit unfortunate, uh, you know, unfortunate case here and there with the, the, you know, some injuries and some, uh, eye infections, Mm -hmm. and mesenteric rents and stuff like that. So, (laughs) but uh, we're on, hopefully knock on wood, uh, most of them going uh, in the right direction right now. And, uh, and uh, looking forward to a a fun fun spring summer and fall.
0: spring yeah i feel like the you know winter winter just by nature of what it is um ultimately is always going to feel like a spell even if i feel like even if horses didn't get injured or didn't get sick or anything i think i still feel like it would have been a dry spell like between the weather being as ugly as it has been um I, th- I think a lot of people probably had a longer dry spell, not just pocket aces racing, but I think a lot of people just had a longer dry spell because of how many days we missed. Like we were in a freezer for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and, and, there, and there's been days missed in Florida. There's been days missed yeah. in at the fairgrounds, you know, they've had. it's been a very wet winter in both places. And, and, you know, we got a lot of turf horses and, yeah. and winter's always tough on turf horses because, um, you're limited in where you get to run, uh, where in the spring, summer, and fall, you got turf racing all over the country. And now right at the moment, you know, you basically have turf racing in Florida and Louisiana, um, Southern California. And I guess, I'm not, I guess Texas has got some turf racing that goes on in the winter and that's, that's, that's about it. You know, there's Mm -hmm. not a ton of turf racing this time of year. Uh, and when you got a stable full of turf horses, you just, uh, yeah. it's a, it's a great time to give them a break. You know, that's what we did take into the cleaners. You know, yeah, we could have, could have sent her to Gulfstream, could have sent her to the fairgrounds, but you know what? It's still going to be tough to find her a race and you still got to hope that they stay on the turf. Mm-hmm. Let's just give her a break. And, and yeah, you know, cause she hadn't had one in so long.
0: And well, and like, according to Ethan, she came back spitting a hotter fire than she was when she left.
1: <laughs> she's uh, she is her old self and then some. Mm-hmm. So mean uh, yep. she's she's not friendly That's yeah.
0: okay <laughs> i said we have so many really nice horses i think occasionally it's okay to have one that's just like nope just admire me from afar <laughs> that, thank you
1: that's right that's right
0: well that's it that is exciting you're right there's a lot of really exciting things happening in the next probably coming months so definitely stick around folks <laughs> if, if we don't talk about it here you'll be able to see us hopefully winning races on tv
1: <laughs> and, you know, I know um, I, I, we've asked before of our, our listeners, uh, we're going to ask again, if you have things you would like us to talk about, you mm-hmm. have people that you uh, would like us to speak to and then mm-hmm. try to get on the show. And we've had a request. I don't know if we can pull it off, but we're going to we're <laughs> going to put some feelers out. Um, uh, one of our partners asked if we might try to interview Donna Brothers. So, Patty producer yeah <laughs> Jeff on that um hey, but maybe you know what we, we could try to ask and you know maybe maybe we can't get her but uh there, there's some other folks I've got in mind uh, I know Caitlin Free has been somebody that's been a um a supporter of ours over the mm-hmm. years and that we know so for those of you that don't know her she's track handicapper at uh Turfway and does some uh had a, uh, work at uh, churchill downs as well so mm-hmm. might try to get Caitlin on and there's some few other, few other folks we're going to try yep. to get on the show and um if you've got any any guests you'd like us to talk to
0: or if you want to come topics on topics <laughs> you want us to cover
1: if, if you want to come on yeah we had we've had some great visits with some partners mm-hmm. um so let us know shoot us a lot shoot us an email drop us a text whatever you want to do and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we'll try to accommodate
0: Can't promise that we'll get it
1: done, but we'll give it a shot.
0: Well, and it's like, I was going to say, I'm like, considering the madhouse that this, that this podcast sometimes becomes, I feel like people, like, don't worry folks about if you just want to come on and talk about how, how, you know, much you enjoy your horses, how much you love your horses, please do. Because this podcast sometimes just becomes a madhouse and it works out great anyway. So if you want to come on, we want to hear from you. That's, that's the skinny of it. (laughs) Absolutely
1: well patty i think that's about it for today we've yep. actually got a halfway short one for once
0: i know <laughs> I, I was wondering i was looking at the time i'm like there's a catch here <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you for you know thanks jerry for for dropping back in i know you got a little busy earlier but thanks for dropping in and and you know we have an episode always so
1: always and uh thanks everybody for joining us uh have a great week i hope uh hope everybody hits a big trifecta or pick six mm-hmm. and uh Patty, take it. Patty, take us home.
0: Well, not much, not much more to add to that, honestly. Other than you know, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We're Pocket Aces Racing. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We got YouTube, so it's under the same name, Pocket Aces Racing. Make sure you hit that bell. Make sure you subscribe. Other than that, have a happy Wednesday. Have a good Wednesday. Make good choices. And the podcast is out.